Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Purple and Gold Point After Show presented by Map Construction, Map Built, Build Beyond. Mike you along with Herb Tyler. We're at Acme Oyster House in Baton Rouge. 35, 35, Perkins Road. We've got a great crowd here at Acme. So uh, if you're in the neighborhood, stop on by. they got great food, drink specials, and you can watch all the games that are playing now. And, Herb, we got a chance. That's well, right. We were doing uh, the uh, pregame show this morning. And yes, sir. I told you, man, just give me at least two stops, and I'm going to stretch it with three. And I <laughs> thought maybe I'd really stretched it with two after watching what we did uh, in the first half. But 42-30. LSU comes out with the victory. The offense really kicked in gear. But, man, you got to give Texas A&M credit. Uh, man, I want that talent on defense. And, and that team was really well coached. Uh, you could tell. Yep. They played hard for their interim coach. And sometimes, uh, I know we had spoke about it, that that's not necessarily the case. But, man, uh, that front seven, uh, I'll take that. And the way they tackle, uh, you know, in the open field, they, they do a great job. So, um, yep. LSU got a full shot of Texas A&M on defense just offensively. Man, did, did they fade away well, in the second half? Elijah Robinson did a great job for Texas he A&M. Sure did. But what I'm going to say is Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels. Give him the highest. LSU Tigers has done what we wanted them to do all year long, and that's what make a few stops on defense. Give the ball to Jaden Daniels. Let him be electrifying and dynamic and let him and allow him to be who he is, right? So he was there to make a case today as the Heisman Trophy winning candidate today this year for college football. And I think he made a case in that, a very strong case. Now, that front seven for Texas A&M is really stout, really great group of guys. And, look, they, they kind of somewhat held us in check, if you will. But they I'm not going to call it away. that. Well, you know, they, 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 they wanted to keep, keep the ball. Away exactly. Offense. They tried to play keep away, and they did. But, you know, when you start giving Jaden Daniels the ball too many times, he's going to throw touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And then the LSU Tigers will come out with a victory, as they did today. And Malik Neighbors, I mean, just what a phenomenal talent, man. He's just top-tier receiver in the country no matter what and, and you know if, if it was my vote Jaden daniels heisman trophy winning malik neighbors number two in the, in the voting that's my that's the way i look at it i'll I, I put it to you this way malik should win the Bolitnikoff award oh he's gonna uh, win okay that. yes well, marvin harrison jr nothing against him i think he's a tremendous talent yes. but he didn't have the season that malik neighbors did no i mean he didn't come close to that no now he's a great talent now i'm not taking anything away from him but malik 
was really something special. And you saw uh, Luke and I were talking about this, about, you know, Kyron Lacey on the sidelines and his raw motions. And that was because he felt he cost Malik he, yes. that the receiving yardage record at LSU. He had the he did. towel over his head on the holding call. Sometimes along the line, you got to let him go. Yeah. You can't hold them forever. But, man, Malik, uh, just an unbelievable talent in you. We talked about Jaden, 355 yards of total, total offense. offense. Yep. Now, 235 throwing it. He was 16 of 24, four mm-hmm. touchdowns, 235 yards, 11 carries, 120 yards rushing. Man, uh, that it, j- just so impressive each and every week. He's a special talent, and, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to have him at LSU. Um, I think, you know, one of the best things that Brian Kelly ever did was make that phone call to Jaden Daniels um, a couple years ago to get him here. And the, the other thing that I think Brian Kelly did very, very well was to continue to develop players like Malik Neighbors. Last year, uh, Malik was one, as well as Brian Thomas Jr. Oh, yeah, Jr. And, uh, and, and these guys are just phenomenal players, but they have a, a wealth of talent. But when you have the coaching staff that can actually develop these guys to become who they are and what you see today, it's amazing. Now, last year, this time, would you think that you know, Jaden Daniels no. would be up for the Heisman Trophy candidate. No, no way. I don't think so. Be but, honest. But when you go Nobody back. Nobody would have thought no, that. No, but then you now, right now, today, you go back and look at that 2019 team with Joe Burrow and Chase and Jefferson, and then you come back this year full circle with Daniels and Neighbors and then Brian Thomas Jr. I mean, it's just, you know, like for like. It's a beautiful thing. And this is the type of offense that LSU fans have been waiting for for a long, long time. We suffered through the less miles years. You know, we, we won a lot of games. We played a lot of good football, but we wanted to see some explosive offense, and we get that now. But the problem is now we got to match that on defense. So hopefully, you know, as we move forward, um, going into the offseason, maybe Man, there'll that, be a few changes bad. here and there, and maybe we'll see some uh, some, some some catching up on the defense. Yeah, they got to make some major changes on defense. Yeah. It's not working. You can see uh, that the players don't have any confidence in what they're doing Man, they're out of uh, out of position. Out of position. Mm-hmm. They take bad angles to the football and poor tackling. Man, yeah. uh, I, I watched uh, Omar Spates last year at Oregon State. He was a terrific open field tackler. Yep. He don't even look like the same guy. No, uh, one year apart. He he doesn't. But here's what I'm gonna say. You know, they came up big when they needed to come up big. They sure did. And that's important. And because it's all about the win at the end of the day, right? So now we're nine and three. Going into the, the, I guess, bowl season, if you will, there's going to be some players that we know are not going to probably play in a bowl game, but that's okay because we're going to get some guys in there and ready for next year going into the spring season. So it's going to be interesting to see who doesn't play and who does play, and, and then we can kind of go from there. But I will say the defense came up with those stops that we asked them to come up with in the crucial points and times of the game. Man, that big interception Greg Penn had. Because yes, uh, that sort of changed things. Yeah. And that was a great pickoff, too. Looked yeah. like he played some wide receiver before. <laughs> that Well, it wasn't an easy pass to catch. Uh, man, yeah. and he came up with, with a nice catch there. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, they didn't give up a lot of rushing yards, 96 yards on 41 carries. Yep. But they made that third-string quarterback in, in Jalen Henderson look, really look good for two and a half quarters. Well, and then you started to see once they had changed up defensively and how they were covering. Now, I don't know why it took them so long to do it, but mm-hmm. they made some uh, changes in the coverage part of the game. 
uh, he looked mere mortal, uh, so to speak, because he really looked good for two and, a qu- uh, two and a half quarters. Yeah, he's a good player. Now, you know, he's not going to be at Texas A&M and not be a good player. So, you know, at some point, you got to be able to allow that guy to be who he is. And that's what Texas A&M did. They came in with a great game plan. Tried Bobby to Petrino did a nice job, away. didn't he? Did. He did. He did. He also played to the strengths of Henderson, if you will. So they tried to run the ball, and they tried to keep away, keep the ball away from LSU. But ultimately, I think that the – the way that LSU plays offensive football kind of just kind of overwhelmed them. And then at the end of the day, the defense came up with a few stops when they needed to. But Texas A&M has some really great players on the offensive side of the ball as well as that front seven side of the ball on defense. And it's, it's amazing that, that, that they held Jaden to what they did. So something had to give, right? You had the number one ranked defense in the SEC and the number one ranked offense in the SEC, and both, which both can probably say in the country, if you will. And uh, it was really, really, really phenomenal to see, and I'm glad LSU came out on top. Look at it. They were number one in the country in tackles for losses, number mm-hmm. two in sacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they gave Jaden some issues uh, for a while, but, boy, then he caught them. The time of possession is astounding. I was telling this to Luke. At Texas A&M had the football 36 minutes, 39 mm-hmm. seconds. LSU, 23 minutes, 21 seconds. Now, if you'd have told me that before the game, I'd have said, mm, uh, LSU ain't going to win that game uh, when you dominate that much time. And they, they were grinding it out, 14-play drives, 17-play drives. Yeah. LSU couldn't get off the field on third down. A&M ended up 9 of 18 on third down mm-hmm. and 3 of 5 on fourth down. And so they had no fear, uh, absolutely none of LSU's defense. No, they didn't. They had no reason to fear them. But what they did do, though, is that they went in with a game plan. And they executed it with, with, with high precision um, until you got to those really, you know, really crucial drives toward the third, end of the third and fourth quarter, which LSU kind of started to walk away from the game. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of those things. So Texas A&M loses Jimbo. They have an interim coach in there who's inspirational, uh, who's a great coach. I think he's a great defensive line coach. And I think he can, you know, can help with the defensive coordinator as he is. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you come back and you see the true dominance of LSU football offense for 2023. And you can only hold them down for so long. There were some plays that these guys made individually that you just can't match across the country. I, I don't care who you are. Brian Thomas Jr. with that catch at the back of the end zone on the right-hand side going into the the, um, the, the, the the locker room, if you will. And then same thing with Malik on the on other, the side. other and then, side. And then Kyron Lacey on the yeah, other side yeah. after, you know, a, a huge mistake in the, in the holding call that negated neighbors' touchdown. But, you know, it's a beautiful thing again, once again. And I just – I can't wait to see how this team develops as we move forward into the bowl season and then going into the – um, the, the off season, but let's you know let's celebrate what this yes, team has, been, has has accomplished this year. We wish there would have been a little bit more, maybe going into the playoff season or playoffs and things of that nature. But we didn't get there. But here we are. We still have a really great chance to go to a really great bowl game and then come out with with at least a ten win season. Yeah, nine wins, nine and three in the regular season. Got a mm-hmm. chance to get to ten. Yep. Uh, with a bowl game, uh, but it could be worse. Uh, it could you be. could be Ryan Day. Yeah. And Ohio State yeah. uh, and Michigan today yeah. with no Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. They beat Ohio State 30 to 24. Ryan Day against Michigan now has lost three straight. He's one and three and he's 40 and oh 
against everybody, everybody else, else in the Big Ten. Uh, man, you talk about some heat is going to be put on Ryan Day uh, after losing this game today. Hey, we might be seeing him in the SEC if we, uh, <laughs> you know, if you blink a little bit. But you know, it's one of those things, man. Michigan is just a much better team than they are. And it's been, you know, it's, over the past couple of years, you just see it. I think Harbaugh knows how to recruit the guys that he wants in that system. And those guys that are in that system really love playing for Coach Harbaugh. And that, that's none more evident than seeing him not on the sideline and them still winning games like they should. And a big upset today, Kentucky. Yes. Uh, 38-31 over Louisville, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. sort of scrambles things because Louisville was looking at getting into the, one of those New Year's yeah. Day games. And now with this loss, uh, you can about erase that. Yeah, you can erase that. I don't see them going into a New Year's Day game. And, you know, kudos to, 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 to Coach um, Man, Mark Stoops. At, yeah, over there at He don't Kentucky. have the offensive firepower. Uh, and I don't think he's got the defensive firepower that Louisville has. He, I saw Louisville play a couple times this year. Man, they salty on defense. Yeah, he doesn't have that, but he's a great coach. X's and O's, you know, just like his brother. And uh, I, I think it's one of those things, again, here you go. You know, his name has been, you know, circling around that Texas A&M job, and we'll see exactly if that's something that he wants to do. Now, we all know he can recruit much better at Texas A&M than you can in the Bluegrass State at Kentucky. And uh, But, you know, we're going to see exactly how that is. But it's kudos to Coach Stoops and his win today. Huge victory. Yeah, he's a good coach, and he got an even better agent. Yes, he does. <laughs> man, he puts that name out for every job, every uh, top job that's out there. That's right. We'll be back with more of the Purple and Gold point after show right here on the big 870 presented by map construction mike to tell you along with herb tyler we're at 3535 perkins road acme oyster house come on by and visit man we almost got a full house here but they got great yes. food and drink specials come on by talk lsu and uh listen to us talk about lsu too we'll be back with more of the purple and gold point after right after this break T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back here on the Purple and Gold Point after show presented by Map Construction. Herb Tyler along with Mike Dettelier. 
We're live at Acme Oyster House, 3535 yes. Perkins Road. Come on by and visit us. Uh, you can watch all the games up on the screens and while you're eating. And they got great food, drink specials here. Jason and the crew will take real good care of you. Got a few tables uh, still open, but, uh, man, this pit is packed up pretty good in here. Yeah, it is. At Acme. It didn't take long after the game uh, to finish through. Malik Neighbors, we talked a little bit about it, 22 yards away from breaking the record. Uh, now, in the locker room afterwards, he said, it, that's my record to break. Um, sort of giving you a little bit of hint. Now, again, I, I never take players with emotion right after a game because mm -hmm. sometimes you get sat down by people yeah. who's representing you and say, hey, look, uh, the records are great, but this is the kind of money you can make, and you, do you want to risk that injury? So, don't take exactly what a player says afterwards because there is some thought process, and we talked about it earlier this morning yeah. uh, when it comes down to Jaden and also Malik that they would have that decision to make. We've seen most of the players opt out. Uh, they don't go to – but we have seen some. Devin White yep. was one of them. Uh, I remember Coach O telling me he's playing. Yes. His deal yeah. is it don't matter to me. But he's got uh, a different mode than yeah, that, oh, right? Uh, yeah, he was wired a little bit differently yeah. than most guys uh, into that deal. And, you know, if you're playing, you know, to, in the Final Four, that sort of thing, you understand why guys not pulling out. But there's a lot of them that have. So we'll just have to wait that out and see exactly what happens with Malik and with Jaden. But uh, I think today uh, Malik sort of put the exclamation point on winning the Bolitnikov Award. I mean, if you're doing this and you got to take out the name recognition, uh, Malik Neighbors had a better season than Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, he definitely did. But, you know, the thing about it, too, is that you call it those 22 yards, right, or whatever it is to, to break the record for LSU. He can shoot up one more time and catch two passes. And then and say, I'm done. With it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit the rest of the Man, game. Man, listen, I got a Pete Jenkins story to tell you. They wanted Arden Key to play yep. in his final game. They were playing Notre Dame. Man, it was a driving rainstorm out in Florida. And he was like, Arden, I don't need you to play the entire game. I just need you to play about 10 or 12 plays. He could not convince Arden Key to play in that game. Yeah. And you think about how it ended on a pass play that he was kind of run out of the pocket a little bit. He just throws one up. Man, Arden Key's on that field. That might not that have might not happened happen. that's right. into that deal. And that still bothers Pete uh, Jenkins today. That's right. Uh, that, <laughs> that Arden wouldn't suit up for a few plays in that. But. Uh, I, I thought LSU's offensive line got put to a big test today. They did. By a really, really good. And, man, they showed you a bunch of different fronts. It wasn't just, you know, kind of mono or mono. They were moving people around in different places, and they were shooting the safeties off the uh, outside. Yep. Now, the one thing they do, we and we spoke about it this morning, they play more nickel than any Anybody. other team yeah. in the Southeast Conference. And I think there's only one other team in college football that plays basically their base defense 90% of the time, five defensive backs, and it threw LSU off a little bit early. It did. But then <laughs> once Jaden got in there and kind of figured it out, then it was all over but the shouting. Again, Elijah Robinson, I think they came into this game with a great game plan, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They try to confuse Jaden a little bit. They try to bring pressure from all different sorts of areas and, and, and different types of looks, which actually did kind of, you know, not rattle, but kind of, you know, shake in the, the offensive line just a little bit. Because, you know, we had some early penalties on, you know, early on in the game, some holding 
um, penalties against the offensive line. But, um, you know, it's, it's, again, it comes back to the sheer will and determination and dynamic of the plays of the big-time guys that make big-time plays in big-time games, right? And so Jaden Daniels ended up seeing that defensive blitz in multiple different fashions, multiple different ways, and was able to get rid of the football. And the one thing about Jaden that's completely different than everybody else is the fact that he can run the football. But he can run the football with the ball in his hands and make people miss and get first downs when need be. I mean, there was one of them that was like a, I don't know, it was like a third and, and 18 or so, and he ended up getting 22 yards on the first down. That was a phenomenal play. It was early on in the game, and, um, and it ended up, they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, and that was huge for them. You know, it, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to see when you have this type of caliber of offense. Um, you know, Texas A&M coming in as the number one ranked offense in the SEC has some big-time dogs up front and also linebacker play. And the well, linebacker play really showed. Cool. Oh, he's a beast, man. <laughs> he showed three quarters that why he was as, as good as he, he was is. He was good as advertised. And, uh, and, and I think that he, you know, made him some money today too as well, just like a couple of those defensive linemen did. And I, I thought it was a great, well-coached game by both sides of the field. Um, and, and I just think that, um, you know, sometimes the, the, the best players on the field make the most plays when it needs to be. One of the things uh, we, we didn't maybe elaborate a lot about, but I think the game plan, my, what Mike Dimbrock has done mm-hmm. this year, uh, of kind of there is some improvisation now yep. with Jaden, yep. and, and you get that. That's going to be a part of it. But what they do schematically to open things up for their receivers and also for the running game, I think Mike's done a really good job. And another guy doesn't get a lot of credit, Joe Sloan, yep. uh, their quarterback coach. Uh, Joe was at Louisiana Tech uh, before he uh, came to LSU, and I think he's done a great job sort of taking, you know, some sandpaper and yeah. smoothing out <laughs> the rough edges on, on Jaden Daniels. Yep. And, man, those two guys and what they've been able to do to get this offense to click, I think certainly been impressive all season long. But Mike, because Mike took some heat last year. Uh, during the season. Oh, you know, he, he's not calling the right plays, everything else. He ain't heard nothing about that this year. No, Mike Denbrock knows what he's doing. And Joe Sloan has done a really nice job developing Jaden Daniels. Now, he's working with somebody talented now. Yeah. But, man, uh, those two guys uh, have really got the job done. You know, the, the, the touchdown to Malik, um, not the fade route, but the one where they – where Brian Thomas Jr. kind of rubbed off and then Malik came from the inside slot and ran a flat route. It was wide open, and it was a beautiful play call from about the nine-yard going in, right, to score. That's a part of that schematic thing that you're talking about. Um, It just makes sense that you get these guys in the right situations at the right time to be able to fulfill those particular plays. And I think that that was an awesome play call by him. I was just jumping up and down screaming a little bit myself. in the living room while I was watching that, that, that particular play call. But, you know, and then you talk about Coach Sloan, who has kind of like, uh, you know, really rubbed that sandpaper on, on, on Jaden and, and com- really turned him into something that no one ever thought that he would be. But the biggest thing about that is, is the fact that you have developed these guys. And that's one thing that I've been trying to, to wish and hope for for a long time. And we didn't see it for a long time until Joe Brady came in and then developed Joe Burrow. And so now we're seeing something that's similar to that is you can take a good talent and turn them into something great and magnificent. The other thing that Joe really worked on was the receivers. 
mm-hmm. here at LSU. And, but, you know, I'd always tease it. Man, listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I could coach uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and, yeah, Terrace Marshall, John Trey Kirkland, Thaddeus Moss. But he said, could you coach him as good as I could? Right. That was always the deal. That's right. But uh, he did a great job in installing that, that pitch and catch part <laughs> of the game. And, and it's, it's, you see it all over college football today. It's the stuff that you you saw maybe watching games with your grandpa or your dad. Yep. Man, that, that, that's yesteryear. You're not seeing that anymore. No. I think the physicality is still there. It's still a big part of the game. But that's just grinded out stuff. That ain't happening. No, that ain't happening. It's going to be four wide, three wide, and a, a hybrid sort of a tight end uh position if you will and then you know every quarterback is going to be seven yards in the backfield waiting on the snap to come and it's it's fun to watch and it's dynamic and it's in, it, it's 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 very explosive and that's the thing about it and not only college football but nfl football and even high school football has turned to <laughs> this you know con- consistent shotgun um pistol uh running shoot or whatever you want to call it um you know not a pros they just swore I'll never copy stuff from the yeah, college they do game. It, they do it now. They and have that's to. a bunch of BS. That they you do have it exactly to. the same thing. Well, you have to when you have a Lamar Jackson. You got to be able to 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 work towards his strength, right? You have to when you have a Joe Burrow to work towards his strength. There's no point in putting him under the center all all game long and play action and and trying to get him outside and booting and things of that nature. You know, put the ball in his hands. Let the playmakers make decisions. And these quarterbacks of these this year this time these guys are so smart and they get the rid of the ball so quickly and it's because they've been playing in these types of offenses since they were in high school and all throughout college and now they're in the pros and they can make these really quick decisions and and they have a really quick release and get the ball where it needs to be about five years ago uh i got to see in all these camps that we have on the bayou so many Mm -hmm. of the guys that would have playing maybe running back a quarterback in high school now they they play in receiver and a big man yeah. let's say he's <laughs> six foot four and he's 210 pounds uh mm-hmm. he'd have been playing defensive end or outside linebacker uh, now he's playing either wide receiver or tight end right i mean the game has dramatically changed in that manner and when you look at what this state has been able to produce mm-hmm. over the last 10 years, man, that list of wideouts is really impressive. Well, it's only going to get in, in, even better. Yeah, when, I, I agree with that. Uh, when you start looking backwards and, 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 you know, you go back to the Odells, the, the, the Jeffersons, the Marshalls, and, and then you go with the, the Kayshawn Booties, and then you start getting your Malik Neighbors, and now you're, you're Brian Thomas Juniors, your Kyron Lacy's, and then you start looking at the future with your, your Hiltons and all these guys like that, man, and, and Sampson's. It, it's just a phenomenal thing, but you can go even further back to that, right? You go back to the Eric Martin days and, and, and those kind of guys and the, the Larry Fosters, the Eddie Kennisons, the, the, the Shedrick Wilsons, all of these guys. It's just a phenomenal thing, but it's Louisiana, right? Louisiana has probably, I think, the, it's something in the water with skilled position players. We don't really churn out these big, giant guys. Um, you may get some, a couple here and there that's from, a, you know, up north Louisiana. North Louisiana, but, they got some but, guys like that. Yeah, but when you stick to that I-10 corridor, these guys are going to come out, you know, six foot, maybe six one, 
on down and just fast, quick, and just have just an innate ability just to be great athletic guys that can make anybody miss or, or whatever the situation may be. And you go back to the DBU when these guys were, you know, you know just physical, um, um, athletic just specimens that can make things happen, like your Derek Stingley Juniors, um, you know, these guys like that, Tyron Matthews. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And just Louisiana in itself turns out all, ty- all types of great athletes. I love it. Just think about the receivers, and we talked about the guys that went to LSU. Yep. But there was a Heisman Trophy winner who went to a meet high school. He went to Alabama, and <laughs> Devontae Smith. That's right. You look at Florida State's team today, Keon Coleman, yep. Opelousas, Louisiana, and, you know, he's going to be a first-round pick. Trey mm-hmm. Harris, yep. uh, who was a quarterback, and then he got converted to wide receiver at Louisiana Tech. And then he goes to Ole Miss, uh, another Louisiana guy that, you yeah. know, he, he didn't get highly recruited because of the fact he was a, a quarterback. A quarterback. And they didn't see him developing quickly. And, but, man, he, he's made the turn pretty well. So not just guys that play at LSU, and that's our main gig here, but when you think about Devontae Smith and Keon and Trey, uh, man – that, that's in a real short period of time, along with all those guys from LSU. Just a ton of talent in the state. The state has a wealth of talent. Like Again, athleticism that, that we churn out here in Louisiana is just unheard of. And everybody tries to come here and pull from that athletic talent um, from Louisiana. And some, some people do a great job. You know, Nick Saban. Um, you know, every Nick now and did. Yeah. And, but, you know, his main recruiter was Pete Golding. That's right. Who's now at Ole Miss. But, you know, who has been a pain in the butt as far as recruiting in Louisiana the last couple of years has been Jimbo. Jimbo. That's right. And, and he, that's, Him more so than Nick and the last couple. And that's why this game t- today meant so much to us because we need to show, hey, look, young cats coming up from high school, you don't need to go to Texas A&M. You need to stay right here at LSU, right in your backyard, Play for your flagship school, and let's turn this thing out, and let's let's create some championship football teams. Well, they, they know how to count money pretty well. That's right. That's like, right. Presidents <laughs> on paper, man. And A&M's NIL. always, always going to have a, a little bit of an advantage there. We'll be back with more of the Purple and Gold Point After Show presented by Map Construction. Mike Detail, along with Herb Tyler, we're at Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Got a full house. Come on by and visit us. Talk LSU, watch all the games on television. And right now, Alabama with a 17-14 lead over Auburn. They've just started up the second half. And, Herb, we've seen this before. That's right. We've seen this before. (laughs) The kick six, Uh, baby. That, uh, you know, this is a rerun. Normally, Alabama kicks it in gear in the second half. We'll be back with more of the Purple and Gold Point after show right after this break on the Big 870. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We're back here on our Purple and Gold Point after show presented by Map Construction. Mike to tell you along with Herb Tyler. We're at uh, Acme Oyster House here in Baton Rouge. Herb, a few scores we'll give out. Man, Southern 
after taking a big lead over Grambling has seen that dwindle. It's now Southern 27, Grambling 22. Wow. And Grambling's got the ball back around midfield. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, you, you you could hear that air coming out of the balloon uh, right. with, with, with Southern. Uh, Nickel State, man, taking it on the chin pretty good in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, excuse me. Southern Illinois at home beating the Colonels 35 to nothing. And I know this will make Charlie Long happy. Uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns uh, beating UL Monroe uh, 45 14. So I know, Charlie, you're listening. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you yeah. are, uh, I know he's uh, all thrilled with the Raging Cajuns and got a big lead over UL Monroe. I'm sure he is, yes. Uh, and going back to the game itself, uh, we, we saw the ebbs and flows would happen uh, in a football game. And you got to fight adversity. Uh, and I, I give LSU a lot of credit here. They, man, they fought a lot of adversity because your defense was so bad in the first half. And the offense wasn't clicking as it normally we would see it do. No. But, man, they made it work in the second half. And it came down to a missed field goal. Yep. Interception. Yep. Three and out. Three and out. And that sort of changed the course of the game. I think Greg Penn's interception certainly played a big part in that. Also kind of changing momentum when it looked as though everything was slided toward A&M. I think something was said on the sideline to that defensive um, um, group. And I think when when Greg Penn made that interception, it kind of just sparked that. You know, hey guys, it, it's our time now. You know, because the offense was struggling, and you're right. You gotta, you know, in 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 football games, you always go through ebbs and flows. You go ups and downs, all these different things. Adversity is gonna always show its ugly head. But how do you handle that? That's just like anything in life. How do you handle the adversity? It's really gonna show your true character. And I think, you know, in in in, in LSU's defensive, um, you know, group, their true character really came out because they do have a lot of talent and they i think talent I, yes. I don't disagree with you correct i think they have a lot of talent and then i think what they did was they dug a little bit deeper than they normally would and they came out and it, like like you said you know it was a uh, the intercept the missed field goal you know because in the three and out because when you think about the missed field goal that they, they stopped them on third down and right. they hadn't been able to stop them before that they were horrific getting correct off the field on third down correct and so now you get that missed field goal and then they stopped them three and out three and out and a couple other times and it, it just it just made you feel really good for those guys because they needed that and i think so lsu has been so heavily reliant on the offense in this particular game, the defense really came through for them um, because they needed to be relied upon, and I think they, they, they did an excellent job of doing that. Well, Brian Kelly was peppered in the press conference about yeah. possible coaching change. Yes. And, you know, he, he gave the politically correct stuff about, hey, yes. you know, I'm going to take a look at myself first and then yeah. my coaching staff. Come on. Well, what you expect him to say at that point? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to tell you everybody got to go on defense. But, <laughs> yeah, we all know that this coaching staff's not going to look the same on defense when you go see this team next year when they hit the field in, in late August. If it does look the same, I'd be then surprised. something's wrong. Let me say that. I'd be surprised. And, and you're right. He gave the politically correct answer. I mean, he even went down to the support staff. You know, he's like, I'm going to evaluate the support staff, the players and everybody else, which is what you're supposed to do as a leader, CEO, if you will, of a, of a specific company or, uh, you know, organization that you're running. And I think that um, I think he, he knows and sees what's going on. He, he ain't, he, you know, he's not naive, and I don't think he's, you know, he ignorant to the fact. way too many years. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's done this way too long. Yeah. And, you know, people say, well, get rid of him during the season. Okay. 
then what? What, what, then what good what? is that going to do? Most most times it don't make any difference. You well, see what you see. You got to remember this too. If you got a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, and you try to get rid of them during the middle of the season, you got guys that this this person has been recruiting. So you don't want to lose those recruits as well. Cause so if I jettison this after, uh, uh, signing, after day, signing in December. December 4th or whatever it is, right? Then at that point, that's when you make a decision. And, and so because that's important, and that's just knowing the game and knowing where college football is right now. So you got the, the transfer portal that, that opens up, I think, December 1, and then the, 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 the early commitment date, which I think is December 4th. So and so that's important to understand and know before you make decisions that could potentially hinder your program for years to come. And we've seen a lot of top programs do that. They'll keep an yeah. assistant coach. Yep. And four or five days later, he's moving on. I mean, they make oh well, you know, we just came up with that. We were so busy in recruiting, <laughs> we didn't have a chance to evaluate them coaches. Man, you knew damn well they'd evaluate them coaches long ago. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, but you yep. know, you you didn't want to rock the boat, so to speak. Uh, from a recruiting standpoint or have somebody that's maybe newly hired somewhere be able to come in and swoop that guy and away. Pick yep, pick him away. Because the relationship is not most of the time with the head coach. No. It's with an assistant coach, your position coach. Absolutely, and that's the important part about it. A lot of people understand that, and a lot of people don't understand that, is that that recruit is being recruited by someone that has that area. Now, you have to be a special player for the head coach to be recruiting you specifically. And then still in all, it's still going to be an offense or defensive assistant coach that's going to do the, you know, the, the most. He's going to do the leg work. Yes, he's going to do all the leg work, and he's going to be you know, carrying the torch, if you will. And then the head coach is going to swoop in and try to seal the deal. So it's, um, it's, it's important to keep those guys around just long enough to be able to retain or continue to grab those recruits that you're looking forward to getting. We'll be back with more of the Purple and Gold Point after show presented by Map Construction. Mike to tell you along with Herb Tyler. We're at Acme Oyster House here in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. Got Pertney or Full House here. Got great food and drink specials. Also, you can watch all the games on the big screens right above you. We'll be back to finish it up in our number one of our Purple and Gold Point After Show right after this break. We're back here finishing up our number one of our Purple and Gold Point After Show. Presented by Map Construction. Mike Detail along with Herb Tyler. We're at 3535 Perkins Road, Acme Oyster House. Come on by and visit us. We're almost got a full house here. And again, great food and drink specials. And you can watch all the games. Uh, just lift your head up, you get to see them. Uh, I, got, I got somebody text me about uh, uh, Brian Thomas uh, that, you know, again, today caught five passes. He averaged 11.6 yards a catch. That's got to be one of the lower numbers that, that's right. that he's that had he all year. That's right. Man, we used to see him, Brian, is 19 or 20 uh, yards uh, average per catch. Uh, now, again, Malik, 20-yard average per yeah. catch on, on six catches and two touchdowns. Brian had one. And we got to see a little bit of, of Chris Hilton play today, too. Made a big play, one catch for 25 yards. Yeah, he, the Chris Hilton came in and made a nice, clean catch. Um, I he caught it with really, his hands. It was too. really impressive. He wasn't body snatching. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed that. It, it really made me a, a much more happy than I than I really thought I would have been. You know, because I remember Kyron Lacey dropping the pass <sighs> a little bit sooner, and but you know he came back and made up for it. But um, you, you know, when you talk about Malik Neighbors' uh, 
per catch yard average, you know, it could have been 23 or 25 if that, that one play hadn't been called back. And Malik, man, he is such a smooth receiver Does after he catches look- that ball. Like he's running fast and he it doesn't, is. but he is. He is moving. And the thing about it, those hips, he can just get in out of those breaks really quickly. And he's got this knack for the football whenever it's up in the air. That it, it just him. I think he did have a drop today as well. But outside of that, I mean, he was just perfect. And he's definitely a Blitnikoff winner in my my opinion. Now you go back to Brian Thomas Jr. You know, yeah, he had 11 yards per catch, but who else? I mean, you name me another receiver that had 11 yards per catch this week. You know, you know that's not that's not shabby numbers at all by any stretch. It's of the not, but you almost expected that for him it would be about six 18. yards that's more. Right, that's right. Uh, and and just Brian's growth as a player. Yeah, I think you really see it in him that he's he's feeling it now, man. He's playing with confidence, and I think maybe. Herb, he sort of lacked that last year. Maybe. Uh, He didn't seem to play with a lot of confidence. It was one catch, one drop. And you know who's like that this year? And I think he sort of has turned the corner, and he had a drop today too. It's Kyron Lacey. Yeah. I think Kyron's similar. Yeah. They, they're both going down the same path. Well, I hope Kyron becomes the, just like Brian Thomas Jr. next year. That would be really great for LSU football. You know, the, 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 the other thing about this, the whole situation with those guys is – the fact that there's other guys we ain't even talking about just yet, and we've said this in the past, is they got a group of young receivers that's going to be outstanding, and I'm looking forward to them growing with whoever the quarterback is going to be next year and for years to come. Southern has just defeated Grambling. Yep. 27-22, we'll be back with more of the Purple and Gold Point after showing the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.